Welcome back to 5 a.m. Theology. Rose, as I was reading this week, I came to this scripture, and it's from 1 Chronicles 4, verses 9 and 10. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic. Jabez was honorable above his brothers, but his mother named him Jabez, meaning sorrow maker, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez cried to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and you would keep me from evil, so it might not hurt me. And God granted his request. Again, that's First Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. Kind of tough having a mom name you name you that. Yeah, Talk it is kind of tough. setting your kid up for failure. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. So I don't know if you're familiar with this name, Jabez, but about 30-ish years ago, a man named Bruce Wilkinson wrote a small little book about this prayer of Jabez. And the book was titled The Prayer of Jabez, Breaking Through to the Blessed Life. I had that book, I hate to say. <laughs> have you ever well, heard of it? I have heard of it. And um, I didn't know a lot about it. I've never read it. But when you picked this passage that we were going to talk about, I did a little study on it. And what he does is he takes on Jabez's prayer and he uses it like a mantra to gain prosperity. The emphasis yep. is if you have great difficulties in your life, either financial or otherwise, you can break through the difficulties and ask God for the abundant blessing that he longs to give you. Wilkinson says you can do this by praying the prayer. Well, Chris, I know I probably don't need to tell you this, but that's prosperity gospel garbage. It sure is. If you have this book, Chris, still, throw it in the trash, or better yet, do with it like you always say to do with the Passion Bible. Burn it. <laughs> Burn it. Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash after you've shaken your dirty <laughs> kitty litter around it. Something. Anything so nobody else will ever want to read it. That's that's my point. Do you know I've had bad books that, you know, years ago I thought were okay. And and I did burn them. I've not given them to a library or something. I don't want someone else reading it. I don't either. I don't, we don't, we just throw them away and we make sure that they're pretty much unreadable if we can. Unless we have a ton of them, which at some point we did, but that was a while ago. But Re reading and interpreting a mantra that can be used for personal wealth from a biblical genealogy about Judah is pretty ridiculous. Not to mention that nowhere in scripture are we ever instructed or encouraged to use mantras. I mean, that's a pagan religion thing. And it's either used for emptying your mind or speaking something into existence. Yeah, exactly. And so it's a bad book. If you have it, toss it. But as I was reading through this year, something really hit me when I got to this passage. And remember, we're reading chronologically through this section of First Chronicles, and it's tucked in right after the book of Ruth, who was a Moabitess in the line of Jesus. This part of First Chronicles gives us a long genealogy of the tribe of Judah. There's genealogy after genealogy, and then I think this is why it stuck out to me. I saw Jabez, all of a sudden, it was scripture says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and then the rest that I already read there's been no one named Jabez in the genealogy up to this point there's a place called Jabez that's mentioned several verses earlier where some scribes lived 
But that's the only other place in the Bible that we see the name Jabez for a person or a place. So it just hit me. Why is that? Why is this person mentioned out of the blue? Why in this way? Why is he not listed in the genealogy? And then like all of a sudden, through his mother, no less, he's mentioned. And it's kind of like he has no father. And then that reminded me of something. So can you guess what that reminded me of? I knew right away what you were thinking of. You're thinking of Melchizedek. Matter of fact, I, I just taught on Melchizedek a couple of weeks ago. And that's from Genesis 14. That's the first time Melchizedek's mentioned. And just like Jabez, there's a priest named Melchizedek and he shows up out of nowhere after Abraham has defeated several kings in order to rescue his nephew Lot. And Genesis 14, 18 to 20 says, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram by God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Now, Chris, we taught on Genesis many, many times. So we know all about Melchizedek and how scholars are split on whether he's a theophany, meaning an appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament, or a godly man. But either way, he's an Old Testament type of Christ. He's a picture of Christ. And we see them throughout the Old Testament. And I think Jabez is a type of Christ, just like Melchizedek is. That's exactly where my mind went. There are some other things that made me think this. One is when it says his mother bore him in pain. And then I looked it up in the Amplified Classic, which is what I read. It says sorrows. And then again, my mind instantly went to the hymn, Man of Sorrows. Man of Sorrows, what a name. It goes on. But that term or that name for Jesus, Man of Sorrows, comes from Isaiah 53, 3. And then we see Jabez asking for his territory to be increased. And that also speaks to me that he's a type of Christ because it lines up with Psalm 2. And yeah, and I have Psalm 2 here. And I think I know the part you're saying where it says that the nations are raging against God. And then Psalm 2 says, the Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them to pieces like a potter vessel. Yeah, just like Jabez asks for his, he asks God for his land to be increased, his territory to be increased or whatever version you have there. It says something like that. You're my son. Today I've begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage. This is the father speaking to Jesus, the son. I really believe Jabez is a type of Christ. Another thing is the fact that his mother is mentioned in the gene genealogy, and that's unusual too. Not many women are mentioned in the genealogies. The only women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus are Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, the wife of Uriah, which is Bathsheba, and Mary. And like I said, this is a whole genealogy about the line of Judah. Jabez is mentioned in the line of Judah. All of these things just point to me that this is a type of Christ. Yeah, and I think the fact that it's a whole genealogy and they single him out with extra lines, I think that definitely points to it. Scripture says Jabez is more honorable than his brothers because he calls on the name of the Lord. He cries out to the Lord 
asking for God to be with him and keep him from harm so he'll be free from pain. Some versions say, keep me from evil. Well, that sounds familiar. It does sound, it sounds like the end of a prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Yeah, it sounds like the Lord's prayer. Yeah, it does. Like I said, all of these things that just hit me, who is Jabez? Where did he come from? He's not mentioned earlier in the genealogy. Another reason to read those genealogies so these things stick out to you, which I admit I haven't always done, but it does make a difference. And I thought, okay, who is this and why doesn't he have a father listed? Yeah, all these things just summed up to me that this is a type of Christ. So I would say the takeaway for today is when you get to this little prayer that's inserted here, don't think of it as some kind of mantra for getting earthly possessions. When you read it, think of Jesus, meditate on what he's done for us and let Jabez's prayer stoke your faith. Let it stoke your faith and point us to Jesus and to praying more and taking our needs to God. I agree. I, I found a John MacArthur quote on this passage. I thought it was pretty good. He said, prayer is a rich privilege God graciously grants to his children, enabling us to express our submission to his will for our lives. To that end, may we all learn to pray with the humility, dependence, and expectation of blessing that Jabez exhibits. Amen to that. Have a blessed morning, everybody. Music.